Welcome to Crossbridge. My name is Pastor Kevin, and I'm the lead pastor here. And um, thankful for all of our campuses, uh, for those in Peru, those in Morris, as well as uh, our online campus and people who are listening from um, all, all over the place. We're grateful that Crossbridge continues to have an impact um, as, as wide as it has. Hey, we're starting a new series. It's called the 21 Day Challenge. And, and really what we're on is a 21-day walk to Easter. We thought it would be a great time for us to kind of get on the same page. And so there's a, a book that you can find at the Connection Center for, you, for the online folks. Uh, there's a link where you can get connected to it. You can buy it yourself. They're about 10 bucks. Uh, the idea would be is that there's um, a devotional for each day and that we're going to read those together. It's like two, two and a half pages a day. It's not a lot of reading. But it's going to kind of prepare our hearts and help us to to really get ready um, for Good Friday and for Easter. And so I I think you'll really enjoy it. And I would love it if we could get like the majority of Crossbridge to go on this journey with us. I want you to start reading on Monday, April 1st. And then follow us on Facebook. Um, We're going to be like really trying to help you engage in your reading. And uh, we're really looking forward to it. You know, practices like reading and prayer are really important. In fact, there's rhythms to the Christian life that I think uh, are significant when it comes to your growth, that they're just, they're built in. We all have rhythms. In fact, research shows that it takes 21 days to develop a habit. My hope for some of you is after 21 days of reading, you'll be like, hey, I'm kind of in the habit of getting up and reading or reading before I go to bed or whatever that looks like. And you'll want to just continue to to dive into his word and read just a little bit each day to see what he has for you. So what would it look like for us to take this challenge? And what am I hoping takes place for us in the midst of it? Um, Let's just start with this. You may be saying, Kevin, like I'm I'm busy. I don't have a lot of margin. Uh, I don't really like to read. So why would I take the challenge? And, and here's what I would say. Here's why I want you to take the challenge. I would only want you to take, I don't want you to take the challenge because I'm asking you to. I don't want you to take the challenge because you feel guilty. I want you to take the challenge because you are hungry. Um, not hungry for a cheeseburger, but you are hungry to grow in your relationship with Jesus. In fact, um, Ezekiel 11 puts it like this. And I will give them singleness of heart and put a new spirit within them. I will take away their stony, stubborn heart and give them a tender, responsive heart. Isaiah 43 says, for I'm about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I'll make a pathway through the wilderness. I'll create rivers in the dry wasteland. And then Ephesians puts it like this, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception, Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. I think about this. What would it look like for us just to have a desire to say, God, I want you to do something new in me, that I want to develop some new rhythms that you may do a new work inside of me? Um. As we go into this, my hope would be that we're looking for the truth, that we're willing to listen, and we're willing to respond. Uh, A few weeks ago, 
Um, I made a doctor's appointment. Uh, haven't been to the doctor in quite a while. And um, I don't know, maybe, I don't know how you deal with this, but for me, it's just not my favorite place to go. I, I don't really like to go, and I, I, I put it off, and I put it off, and I put it off. And so I, I finally made the appointment, and um, I, I have a little app I call Wonderlist, and I made myself a little list of things I was going to talk to the doctor about because that's what I do, right? Like I, I don't go very often, so when I do go, I just back up and I dump the truck, right? And I, I say, hey, this is everything that I think could possibly be wrong with me. Can you help me? Um, I'm sure she really appreciates that. Um, as I walked in, she said, so tell me why you're here today. And I, <laughs> I, I pulled out my list and I began to go through it. And she said, yeah, it's, she kind of laughed and she said, it's been a while, but she said, you're not the only one who does this. And, um, as we went through my list and, you know, she, she worked with me and, um, was kind of telling me what she thought, uh, there came a certain point where she said, Hey, Kevin, I, I think it probably makes sense that we would do a workup. Now, the moment she said a workup, I'm like, I knew she was going to say that. You know, every time I go, she wants to do blood work. And and that's probably like my least favorite of all the things. Like, I don't, I don't like blood work. And so I said, hey, like, didn't we just do blood work like not very long ago? And she said, Kevin, yes, we did back in 2017. So it's probably time again. I, um... I, yeah, I, I didn't agree with her completely on that, um, but we, we will see, right? And so, but here's the deal. When, when we go and we make ourselves, so for me, that was a physical checkup, right? So I go, I make myself vulnerable, I ask the things I ask, and then there's things that come with that. I think spiritually, it's the very same thing. It's this idea that we'd be willing to do what it takes, right? We'd be willing to make the commitment. And, and the truth is, I think we have to decide. We have to decide, do we want to do what it takes to be spiritually healthy? Do we want to do what it takes to grow in our relationship with Jesus? Because I'm, I'm going to be straight up with you. There's a cost. There's always a cost for moving forward, whether that's spiritually, whether that's physically, whether whatever it may be, right? Emotionally, like there's things that we have to do. There's changes we have to make. There's rhythms that have to get in place for, for us to like make an attempt to move forward. I think spiritually, it's the exact same way. So just, just hear it from me. If, if you're really not, like your heart's not interested in moving forward, then don't do this because I don't want you to do it for the wrong reasons. I don't want you to be driven by guilt. I don't want you to be driven because I'm, I'm telling you to. I, I, I don't think you'll get much out of it. I want you to do it because your heart is tender and you're open to God doing a new work in you. So let's talk about these practices, these things that I'm, I, I would love to see you engage in over the next 21 days. Um, one of the big ones, right? I'm, I'm really just, there's a bunch of these practices, but I'm going to talk like about two of them mainly. Uh, the first one is this. Let's talk about the practice of prayer. In fact, I, I, there's all kinds of ways in which we could talk about prayer. We could do a whole series of weeks on prayer. But I want you to think about it today in a matter of two ways. In fact, um, let's think about prayer in this way. A conversation that is going to build our relationship with God. 
Um, and then I want you to think about this way. It, it, prayer that downloads and prayer that uploads. Let me say that again. Prayer that downloads and prayer that uploads. Most of us, um, when it comes to, let's talk about downloading, downloading kinds of prayer. Most of us, this comes natural. We're, we're probably pretty good at this. I think it looks like this. I think sometimes a downloading kind of prayer looks like when we know we've done things that God is like, ooh, that we go and we're like, God, I'm so sorry. I confess that I dropped the ball again. That we're like, we're dumping on God, right? Like, and he welcomes confession. In fact, 1 John 1, 9 says, but if we confess our sins to him, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. So, hey, confession, it's, it's a great practice. And all I'm saying is, I think for most of us, that may come naturally. The second one is this, is that we make requests, that we come to God and we tell him what we need. Um, we, we drop off all the heavy stuff that we've accumulated. We've got all these concerns. We've got all these anxieties. And we come and we're like, God, here's another one. Here's another one. Here's another one. And, and maybe at the end of the day when we lay in bed, like we're just like we're dropping things off. Or when we're going through our day, we're dropping things off. And, and he tells us to do that too. First Peter says, give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. In Philippians chapter four, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he's done. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So that's, that's kind of the, I think, the first part of prayer, right? That we're, we're coming and we're downloading all our stuff to him. The second way I want you to think about it, though, is what does it look like for us to pray in a way that uploads? Listen to, listen to 1 Samuel. So he said to Samuel, go and lie down. And if someone calls again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. John fourteen twenty six says this, but when the father sends the advocate as my representative, that is, so he's talking about the advocate, the Holy Spirit, right? He will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I've told you. There is this, this picture, right, that, that God doesn't want us to be just a one-way conversation, that he really wants to speak back into our lives, that he wants, to, he wants us to not just speak, but he also wants us to have some quiet moments where we would listen. Let me, let me put it this way. If I went home, if I, if I go home and um, I walk in the house on, on a regular day, right, and I haven't seen Rachel all day long, and I walk in, and, and I just begin to, I mean, I just begin to start talking. And, uh, and I tell her about, you know, hey, I'm sorry I didn't call you today. I'm sorry. Like, I probably, you know, I forgot to get the milk today. I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm, I just want to apologize. I haven't been a very good husband, right? Like, I, I could go through a list. And, and then I begin to say, hey, and by the way, here's all the things I need you to do for me. And I begin just to go through the list. And I'm like, man, I'm really anxious about this, so can you take care of that for me? And man, I, I really need help in this area. Can you help me here? And I just start going through the list. And, and then I, I get done with all of that. And I'm just talking nonstop, right? I, I need help with the dog, and I need help with my concerns about the car. Can you take it in? I need help with, you know, I've been worried about the kids. Can you help me with that? Can, and, 
and at the very end of that, I am like, hey, um, thanks, hon. I appreciate you listening. And uh, amen. I'm, I'm going to go now and wash up and uh, we'll eat here in a minute. Right? How do you think she would feel? <laughs> I can tell you, right? Um, she, I think that would not be good. That is not the way to build a relationship with your spouse. But when you do all the talking, and, and if it was completely 100% download, but what would it look like, right, to also create time to say, hey, Rachel, what would you like need from me? How was your day? What would you like to say to me? See, um, I think God feels, <laughs> my guess is God feels a lot like that scenario I just painted with most of us all the time. That, that what he is is we are so good that we just download, 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 download. But not very often do we give him our ears and our hearts to where we actually listen to what he has to say. Now let's talk about um, Bible reading. So we're going to start by reading some of these, what I'd call devotionals. They're, they're going to be pointed around a scripture. They're going to give us some insight. Um, but, but here's a quote that I saw that I think really gets at this. Like, if we could practice, if we could put this practice of Bible reading, of spending time with God, into our rhythm. It says this, I've learned over the years that engaging the Bible is more about intimacy than literacy. I thought that was really, really good. Um, it's not just about reading to understand it. It's not just about reading it to gain knowledge. Um, it is about reading it to know God, like to know him, to know who he is, and to give him the opportunity to get to know us, right? That this relationship is being built as we read this book. So, so what does it look like to allow the Bible, I'm gonna put this a different way. What does it look like to allow the Bible to read us. Uh, this is one of the things you're going to read in, this, um, in the first week of this challenge. It's the idea of letting the Bible read us. Um, think of it this way. I, I want us to think about how we read it. What if we were to read it in a way, for, let's start with this, that we would read it placing ourselves under his authority. Under his authority. In fact, what we're really talking about is humility. That we would come and say, hey, like, I recognize this, like, you have the power to speak to me. You are God, and I'm, I'm coming under it, right? And I want this book, I want this book to speak to me, um, and I trust that what you have to say is more important than anything else, and I'm coming under it. Picture under it, humility, like kneeling, right? Um, First Peter says this, so humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time, he'll lift you in honor. The, the second thing I want you to think about when you're reading is that you would read in a way in which you're taking inventory. Lamentations puts it this way. Then why should we mere humans complain when we're punished for our sins? Instead, let us test and examine our ways. Let us turn back to the Lord. I love when it says, let us test and examine our ways. I think it's really, really important that we would look in the mirror. In fact, this book's even described at one place in the book of James like a mirror. That when we look into the truth, like, and we, we actually, like, we can look and we can see ourselves because God begins to lay this truth on top of us and it shows us where we are. And listen, you don't have to be intimidated by that. You don't have to go, oh, like, I, I just, I don't want to see that. God loves you so much that he says, 
it's okay. Like, I see you the way that you are, and I love you anyway. So that's one of the most amazing things about him. The other thing I'd say is read in a way in which we ask the Holy Spirit to show us the truth. Um, this is a really cool thing about the Bible. In fact, um, uh, here, here's the way I think of this. There's certain passages of Scripture. And in fact, um, a few weeks ago, I was looking at the story of Joshua again. I've, I've preached the story of Joshua um, at Crossbridge probably at least twice, maybe three times. And it's not because like I'm like, hey, I have nothing else to talk about. Um, so let's just talk about this again. Maybe they won't remember. It's the fact that when I read that story, it's one of my favorite stories in the Bible. And as I read that story, every time I read it, God shows me something different according to where I am in life. Um, I believe this. There's times where you could open up and you could read a proverb and it'll say something to you. Like you'll sense like, okay, you, you, you look into this like you're looking into a mirror. You self-examine, you listen to the truth and you're like, oh, like I hear it. I know what I need to do. You could pick up the Bible three months later, open the book of Proverbs, read the same proverb, and see something completely different or see nothing at all. It's because these words, they're not just words that are like static. They're words that are alive, that are alive because the Holy Spirit is using them to speak to us. I love that when I can open the book at any day of the week and God can find a way to take these words and he can apply them to your life. It's why when you show up in this place and we worship together, whether you show up online, Peru, Morris, wherever it may be, and you hear the word, that sometimes many of you will say to me, you'll say, I feel like you're speaking directly to me. How do you know what's going on in my life? And I would say, it is not, it is not the communicator. It is the Holy Spirit who's taking these words and he's laying them on top of you. It's why I think we have to read with vulnerability. Second Corinthians says this, we now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. It's a big picture, right? We're fragile jar, uh, clay jars containing a great treasure, um, God within us. But it makes it clear that the power, the power is him, not us. That his power is made perfect, Scripture says, in the midst of our weakness. And then the final thing I'd say about reading. When you read, even this 21 days, may you read it to practically shape your life. Here's what that means. It means you have to read with a willingness to be obedient to what you hear. John 14 says, if you love me, obey my commandments. Second John says, love means doing what God has commanded us, and he's commanded us to love one another just as you heard from the beginning. I say this to my kids all the time. To love, like to say love, like your words, right, are cheap. To say we love God is cheap. It's the, those ways in which we live. It's the ways in which we practice. It's the ways in which we apply it's the ways in which we are obedient that speaks to us being a follower of Jesus. The final place I want us to kind of to finish um, today would be here. I think our mindset is really important. I started that way, and I'm going to finish that way. I, I want you to enter this 21 days with the right mindset. It is not about, now listen to me, even the practice of, of praying and even the practice of reading um, 
it is not about the practice. It's about God meeting you in the practice. It's not about reading to read. It's not about praying to pray. It's not about setting something on the fridge and checking the boxes. It's about going and engaging to say, God, I want to hear from you. Here's what I I tell people all the time. Hey, before you read the Bible, I don't care how much you're going to read. If you open it up and you're like, hey, I've only got like, I'm only going to read like three verses. Here's what I'd say. Bow your heads before you read it and say, God, I want you to speak to me. I'm opening up this book, not just to check it off the list. I'm opening up this book because I I want to learn more about myself and I want to know you better. And here's what I'm telling you. You can trust he will meet you there. Don't do this for me. Don't do it for you. Do it for your relationship with God. Now, final picture I want you to see. Um, I have... I talk about my kids a lot. Um, Maybe you're new here. I have a 15-year-old and a 17-year-old, a 15-year-old boy and a 17-year-old daughter. And, um, you know, as a parent, uh, I just, you know, we love our kids, right? And and so there's oftentimes at the end of the day, I get home and they're home from school and and I just want to give them a hug, right? And you probably know this. The older your kids get, sometimes like they, sometimes they're like, they like a hug. Sometimes they don't. And, um, but I, you know, I, they're going to be 35 and I'm going to be giving them hugs because that's, I mean, that's just me and I want to hug them. And so, but here's what I've noticed. There's many times when, you know, my son, I got to chase him around the house, right? Or he'll be like, dad. And, you know, and he, and, and I try to hug him and he's like this, he's like, he's like a wet blanket, right? He's just kind of just absorbing it. There's other times when he's like, you know, oh, dad, and he kind of, he, he, I can tell, like, he's he's trying to make me feel better about it. And then there's other times, right, where, like, he embraces me. And, um, and man, like, those, like, I love those. My daughter, same way, right? At times, she'll, she'll wrap her arms around me. At times, she's like, dad, I'm just, I'm just not as huggy as you, right? That's her way of saying it's code for, would you please stop hugging me so much, um, here's, here's what I would say. This 21 day challenge, here's, here's how I want you to frame your picture of God. I've told you this many times, but God is always pursuing you. He has loved you from the moment you were created. He's loved you in the midst of your deepest sin. He's loved you when you wanted nothing to do with him. He is the God who every single day gets up wanting to give you a hug. And I think oftentimes, whether it's our own sin that causes us to go, oh, I can't believe you want to hug me. Or if it's times where we're just so probably self-focused that we're like, okay, God, like, um, you know, thanks for loving me. This is the opportunity across the next 21 days to build in these practices where you would actually be open to receiving his love, receiving this incredible relationship he has for you, receiving him in a way which says, God, thank you for loving me. I want to love you in return. And part of loving you in return is just wanting to hear from you, wanting to engage in relationship with you, and wanting to be obedient to what you're talking to me about because I trust that you want the absolute best for me. 
My challenge to you would be, may we engage in this 21-day journey together in trust that God would do something new in the midst of each of us.